ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. All right, we are rolling along here on the 315 here on this Thursday afternoon. The uh, press conference uh, with the doctors charged with DeMar Hamlin's care at the UC Medical Center just wrapped up about uh, 10 minutes ago. We're certainly following along with that best we could on uh, Twitter and whatnot. And, uh, you know, positive news. Uh, By far the most positive news we have uh, heard since this whole situation started uh, just before 9 o'clock on uh, Monday night, and uh, with that, we're going to bring in a guy that is, uh, he, he was on the field. He was not that far away when this all happened on Monday night. Dan Fates with us from uh, Wham in Rochester. Uh, Dan, this is a, a very different conversation uh, than uh, we've had before, and then I'm yeah. sure that you've had with anybody, uh, save for what happened on Monday. Uh, we'll get to, you know, Monday in a second, but uh, man, there, there's a lot of good news here. I, I would have hesitated to call anything, you know, good news uh, before today. There was, you know, okay, that that sounds okay. Uh, today it feels like it's the first day we're hearing, you know, legit uh, good news as far as the health of Demar. Yeah, I actually just was off, just got off the Zoom with the uh, University of Cincinnati medical team doctors that pretty much provided a, you know, clear picture by picture update of of what is kind of they have known so far. Obviously, we got the press release from the team earlier today saying that you know it was good news um, that he had shown remarkable improvement, and I think that was the first one. And then and then the big one, the, the key words were. Uh, neurologically intact. I yeah. think that was the big thing that everybody was looking for um, because, you know, obviously went to cardiac arrest and, and, and you know, we heard that his vitals and that he was starting to, you know, maybe wean off the ventilator a little bit, but it, it, the, the big thing was the neurological improvement. And the doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center just said, you know, reiterated again, the quick actions by the Bills training staff and the medical personnel on the field to diagnose that this was not just a run-of-the-mill injury, and and to diagnose it, and to, not, Brian, diagnosing is one thing. Being prepared is another thing. Then actually putting everything into action is, is a whole other thing. You can study for a test and flunk it, right? Like mm-hmm. these guys ace the test to not only, as they said today, not only save his life, but neurologically save his functioning as well. He was um, apparently he is. He woke up last night. He is sedated because he's still on the ventilator at this point, but has an understanding. He's starting to understand the show of love and support that is pouring around across the country. And he even, one of the first messages he wrote, because he just has a pen and paper is how he's, he's relating messages, uh, was he asked his bedside nurse who won the game. So that understanding, uh, I think, gave a lot of people, again, you know, uh, it's, been, it's been a hard 72 hours. That was the first time that I think a lot of us have been able to um, maybe exhale mm-hmm. um, over over the events that have you know have kind of taken place since Monday night at nine o'clock. Yeah, it has been a, a whirlwind, and you know, one it's so weird because it's one that like Demar really hasn't participated in. It's it's been participated upon him uh, yeah. this whirlwind uh, for since uh, Monday night. Uh, and I say, you know, you talk about neurological function and what's that mean? Like the fact that that he is able to write actual words that make sense you know whatever they are uh, on a piece yep. of paper that 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 honestly that that's one of those things that sounds like a good sign because you know like if your brain's not functioning like you you don't know how to do things like that anymore the fact that he can write down words on a piece of paper it, it sounds small but it is uh, it is uh, astronomically huge 
Yeah, doctors were saying that they use that as a, as a gross term, as a large term, not discussing a gross function, motor function. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, like I said, we asked, you know, that was the big concern. Obviously, when you put somebody into a, you know, he was, he is just now understanding that he hasn't been with the world for two days. Right. And it hasn't, they haven't discussed the, the injury really with him at, at that point. But, you know, they, they said that neurologically intact is a, is a general term that, you know, he is moving his, his fingers and toes. He is being able to move his hand, that he is squeezing the hands of people and loved ones that, that are around him, whether it's Bill's training staff, whether it's doctors, when the doctor's like, he squeezed my hand, like all of those things. Um, I did a radio hit, you know, earlier this morning, very different um, feeling doing that than, than this one here. Uh, so it's encouraging signs. Obviously it's still a long road to go. He is still in critical care. He is still in the ICU. He is still on a ventilator. All of those things need to be addressed. And, you know, like I said, there were some questions about could he return to playing professional football? And they're like, we are way too early to have that conversation. Um, the next step is to get him to get him breathing on his own. When do they want to get that done by was one of another question asked. You know, where, when, when can he get off the ventilator? They said as long as he needs to be on it. They use it yeah. as an aid to help his body recover, um, his lungs recover, all of those things that he's been through. So I think a lot of people think of it as like, oh my gosh, he's on the ventilator. Still, don't see it as necessarily a bad thing as doctors are using it as, as to help their recovery. Yeah, it, it takes the strain off your body of having to worry about that, you know, getting air into yeah. the focus on uh, the other parts of recovery. Dan Fates from Wham in Rochester is our guest. And you said it, we opened the show with it today, that, you know, it, it came out that uh, former Orange head athletic trainer for the Syracuse yeah. football team, and he's now been uh, with the Bills since uh, 2017. Uh, Denny Kellington was literally the guy out there administering the CPR, you know, not to say he's the only one that knew how to do it. Obviously, they're all uh, trained in it. But, you know, I, I don't know if you've gotten to interact with Denny. I don't know why you talk to the Bills assistant trainer in your role of, <laughs> uh, of covering them. You know, he, he's a serious guy. He's good at his job. But, man, that, that's right place, right time, right, to, to have a guy there that, that knows exactly what he's doing in that moment. And that's what blows my mind the most, Brian. Um, obviously, I was in Cincinnati yesterday covering, standing outside the, the hospital, um, and I've heard a lot of, you know, chief medical advisors, chief, um, you know, spokesperson for medicals, and all these people, these incredibly, incredi- incredibly knowledgeable and smart people, and they're breaking down on, you know, on network TV, they're breaking down what they think could have happened. This is how it happened. And what blows my mind, Brian, is that every time I think about this, I go, these guys had hours to prepare mm-hmm. to go on TV, to review the hit, to break it all down, to have a sip of coffee, and then go on TV and answer questions. Um, what those people did, what Denny did on the sidelines in a second, um, he had seconds to react. Not, not minutes, not hours. Um, and, and that's what really blows my mind. And you know, said it's been echoed before, I'll say it again, but people are saying that the best place to go into cardiac arrest besides the hospitals and NFL field. And I think we're all being enlightened to the process and everything that goes into it and how many medical personnel and how many experts are on the field at every single NFL game. Um, it is remarkable. Yeah, I mean, the NFL, on top of the, the team's training staffs, and obviously they're the first ones out there, but, you know, the NFL, there's league rules. There's got to be uh, the volume of doctors there, the specific specialties that must be there. And, you know, realistically, Dan, we talk about this. Most games, like those doctors are paid, they come there, they stand there, and they don't do anything, and they go home. And that, yeah, that's, that's the goal. And that's great. Uh, but... This is why. Like, this is why there are multiple uh, doctors there because, you know, as, as great as what Denny did, he's not a doctor. That's to say, he's an athletic trainer that is, he's learned other skills as part of his job, but he's not yep. actually a doctor. So it's just amazing how fast they were able to do what they did. 
It's just one of those things that, like, it, it really is when you talk about heroes, like, those guys saved his life. Like, I, I, and again, it's so hard. I'm still trying to process, like, the sight of seeing somebody collapse, you know, 40 mm-hmm. feet from me. Um, but the look on the player's faces, and honestly, like, how frantic it felt, how chaotic it felt. And for those people, it was probably moving in slow motion. Like, this is what you train for. This is what you prepare for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the craziest thing to me is um, still trying, like I said, to see the player's reaction. And again, I know a lot of NFL games, seen a lot of NFL plays, seen a lot of NFL injuries. I've seen Dane Jackson get carted off into an ambulance, back braced and everything yeah. earlier this year. Yeah, and, this the, year. <laughs> and, 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 and the game went on. Like, we were all like, all right. Like, this was a moment where to see the players' faces, their reactions, um, chilling, numb, um, sombering, you just knew that like things were were not good in a very weird way, and then on top of it too, like <laughs> looking over at my partner, you know, Jenna Cottrell, and she goes, "I can't believe Demar asked who won the game." And I go, "That's how football players they're wired mm-hmm. differently. Like he's in a hospital bed, can't breathe or talk, and he's going, "Did we win?" Like they're different. Don't ever try and compare yourself to football player Brian. I've said it before. Every single kicker, anybody that's ever stepped foot on an NFL field is tougher than me, is tougher than you, and is tougher than a whole 99.9% of the people in the world. So it's, it's just a remarkable um, perseverance to get. Hats off to the doctors, to Denny, to all the medical team. Uh, yeah, and uh, no debate for me that they're tougher than me. You're not gonna, I'm not going to yeah. argue that with you. Uh, Dan Fates is uh, with us. Uh, okay, so Dan, uh, you know, we texted on Monday, said, hey, it would be great to have you on the show this week. This would be a great, <laughs> great game. Um, you know, eh, who knows what's going to happen in this one? Well, we, we didn't know what was going to happen um, in, in this one. So you're, you're literally down on the field. For those of you, Dan goes to the games, you got the camera, you're shooting the game, you're, you're covering the game for television. What, 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 what's that like going on when literally that, that happened? As you said, it's 40 feet from you. How, how are you absorbing that on the sideline? Uh, like I said, it's, it's oh, <laughs> that, I think that's the question that my wife's been asking me and friends and, and other people that ask me. It's, it was just different. Um, and I know. You know, that's the other thing, too, is that it's crazy. We think about this, you're like, oh, my gosh, you can't believe some guy went into cardiac arrest in front of you. You were there and saw it. And then you talk to doctors, and my, my, one of my best friends, his, his brother, is a trauma doctor and was kind of filling me in on it. And he's like, like, he understands this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he understands what happened. He's like, he sees it every day. And it's like, what? Really? Like, how do you, like, how do they process that? But, again, you don't show up to a football game expecting to see somebody have CPR performed on them. And, and, and the most chilling moment was when I started to see the players come out in the field and it wasn't to, to, to hold the, you know, his hand. It was to form a human shield, a right. wall so that the medical staff could work on him. You know, they pretty much turned midfield into an operating room, emergency room. Like that was like, wow, they all have their backs turned. Like they don't want, like you see that at crime scene, they put up a tarp. So you don't see things like that was what you thought you were seeing in that moment, which was terrifying. Yeah, you know, for those that don't understand, like in your job down there, like your first inclination is, man, I got to get the shot of whatever's happening here. Like that's just, you know, what go, you got to get the shot of the touchdown, got to get the shot of, uh, the, you know, the guy injured or the car going off the field. Like I can't imagine even like at some point, I'm sure that turned off in your brain and said, whoa, this is this is a whole different thing. Yeah, and honestly, it didn't really turn off in my brain until we were. You know, they had moved us back into the media center, um, and we were kind of in a holding pattern. We weren't allowed to go near the Bill's locker room, weren't allowed to go to Dangle's locker room. Um, and Mike Catalano looked at me and goes, Are you okay? And like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't thinking. Right. Like, in, in that weird moment, it's just do your job. And it's capture as many moments as you can. But you're also, at the time, I remember going, like, what am I seeing? Like, what am I witnessing? So, yeah, that's, that's been a... Uh, it's just, again, you don't go to a football game expecting to see that. You, you see torn ACLs, you see broken bones, you see concussions, ambulances come on the field, and then they leave. Um, that's what's surreal about this. Take me through Dan and Dan Fates from Wham and Rochester's, I guess, covers the Bills uh, well all season long. Obviously, you know, we have Dan on all the time. We talk football. This is a whole different uh, thing. So, you know, you, you were there for, uh, I don't know what, 36, 40, 40, 40 hours uh, after that. What, what was that? What, what was the whole time like after that? You're at the hospital. You're you're, you're kind of staked out. What, what was it like after, after that when you were still in Cincinnati? Uh, that, that, that's real, too, because obviously, you know, the team left, most of the team went back to Buffalo and. You're just kind of sitting there, and you also we kind of knew that there wouldn't be much update. We kind of knew that. Right. Listen, they're they're going to put him in a in a you know medically induced coma. They're going to sedate him, and then it's a wait and see. So you're kind of sitting there, you know. And again, right, you're also trying to be respectful. This isn't hey, you know, this coach made the wrong call or didn't call mm-hmm. a timeout or this this player dropped the ball. Like this is life and death. Like and. and I've never covered anything like this. I don't know how to cover it. Um, Mike and I were just kind of there expressing, you know, there were fans that showed up. There was a, you know, a candlelight vigil. It was, um, you know, it, it felt like you you were at, a, I don't know, you felt like you were at a, a, a traumatic of a, a scene, which which I guess you really were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it was. And then thankfully, it, it's turned out to be, uh, hopefully anyway, going forward, not that anymore due to the uh, great and quick action by all involved. And, it, you know, it, it, funny is probably the wrong word. There's nothing funny about any of it. But, uh, yeah. you know, the, the fact that DeMar wakes up and the first thing he, he's asking is who won the game. Well... Uh, people have been asking that all week, and people have been asking about the next game because you know the the NFL goes on. Have you heard anything at all? Like, what what is the sense of what's going to happen? It, it seems like you know realistically, you're not playing, you're not making up that game. You play this week, yeah. Are are, 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 are weird things going to happen in the standings? Kind of so be it. Uh, do you get the sense it's just going to be that, or is the NFL going to do anything to try to shoehorn this in, or give them a time off, or or anything like that? Yeah. That's, that's a million-dollar question, and that's something that we're also trying to process in the middle of, you know, seeing if somebody's going to live or die and also understand, like, this is the NFL. Like, they have to play it. They have to figure out something. Um, so it seems like, and what makes the most logical sense, is the fact that the game is a no contest. Right. And you just kind of deal with it as two teams played only 17 games. Um, now, what that would mean is obviously, as long as the Chiefs win, they get, would get the number one seed. As long as the Bills would beat the, um, the Patriots on Sunday, they would get the two seed. So it's, I don't know, like, there will be a time to talk football and mm-hmm. to say, hey, by the way, the Bengals kind of torched them for a drive and a half. Um, but I think the most logical is to just say, hey, it's tough that the Bengals, you know, also miss out on a chance of getting the one seed, but this is just so unprecedented i know has been said a lot but it really can't be echoed enough of just how how to handle this and, and that's the other thing too i want to say is that the fact of like people being all upset about the the five minutes of startup time like yeah that's what it's been like before mm-hmm. like so so to sit here and say what people sit here and say like well it took so long for the nfl to cancel you know to postpone the game it's like Okay, like, but they did. So are we going to be upset about the fact of how long it took and not just the sense of, like, well, we got to the right conclusion? And, again, 
We've seen people go off on ambulances. Obviously, this was different. But, like, to sit here, I'm not going to point blame at the NFL and say, wow, I can't believe it took them so long to cancel the game. To me, it doesn't matter what they do. I just don't see them moving the Super Bowl, the playoffs, all of that stuff back. I just right. don't see that happening. Um, I think it's just a no contest. I don't know if you give the teams a tie. I don't know what you want to do. Um, but I think whatever the league decides, it will also be with in agreement and in conjunction with the Bengals and Bills and whatever they want. I've also seen reports that the players also don't want to finish the game because of also simply bad juju. Like, move on from this game. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about this game. It would seem, lack of a better word, icky and disgusting to kind of try and finish this game. Forget it. Let's put it in the rearview mirror. Let's hope that the improvements keep coming for DeMar. That's all that matters, not some game. And uh, what's wild here, like at the moment, um, you know, th- this is what this leads to because the game didn't happen. They're the two and the three seeds. They, they could actually play like again in, in an, a whole new game yep. in two in two and a half weeks. Like it, it's yep. not the, it's not that long from now. So we'll finish up with this, Dan. You know, a- as it stands right now, nothing has changed for this weekend as of this second. Like the Bills are hosting the Patriots at one o'clock on Sunday. Right now, it's two yep. fifty on Thursday. Like that's pretty soon. And I know you haven't gotten to talk to like players or anything yet. Do, do you have any sense? Like, is this team ready to? Go play a football game on Sunday? Like that that's a lot to ask right now. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll know a little bit more. We're expected to hear from Sean McDermott and a few players at four thirty. Okay. Um but as I said before, football players are a different breed. And I think to some of them, some, not all, and I don't want to speak for, for a single one, let alone a couple, but I think football has always been an escape for them. So this is very tragic. This is very scary. But I think some of them, if you were to ask them right now, they'd go out and play tomorrow because it's just what they've done. And for 60 minutes, it's for them, it's the escape. So they will have to find some way to compartmentalize even this and know a game does have to get played and the implications and, and all the playoff implications that are on the line with it. So it's hard, but I imagine, like I said, this team has been through so much, Brian. Mm-hmm. Going back to the mass shooting at Tops, to Dawson Knox losing his brother, to two different snowstorms. I mean, they, they've had to deal with a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not that long ago that having a, a home game move to Detroit, like, that was a big deal. And yep. yeah, it's not anymore. I mean, it was nope. it was a huge deal at the time. That was that was big news. And now here we are, less than two months later. It's like, oh yeah, that happened too. It's just the list of things, man. It's been crazy times. All right, Dan, uh, we, we we've taken up far too much of your time already today. Uh, we appreciate it as always. I'm sure you got lots more to do around this, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully we'll we'll see where it goes. But at least we got some good news today. But thanks a lot. Sounds good, Brian. All right, that is Dan Fates. Uh, he's been on this uh, from the start, as he said. Uh, you know, he was on the sideline. 40 feet away from where this happened. And, you know, it, it's crazy because, you know, it is your job in Dan's situation. He's a TV reporter that covers the team. You're on the field. And the NFL, they, they have these things uh, very well controlled. There are, there are lines on the field uh, that are the exact same at every NFL stadium. Um, they're yellow and they're dotted at certain points of, you know, uh, where you can go, where you can't go. You wear this vest that says, I'm a guy that's allowed to carry a ca- camera and I'm allowed to point at the game and shoot the game. And it's very specific NFL rules. And when you're a guy like Dan or, you know, guys like that, and there's people like that for every city, for every team, for every town, uh, you cover the game, you go where you go, you do your thing, uh, you go back to your laptop in the back, you edit the stuff, you send it back to the station, uh, you talk to the players, you do all the stuff. And, you know, every game is different, but the act of that is give or take the same. Um, this, not. And again, is it is it about us? Is it about the people covering the game? 
No, but, you know, if you're a guy like Dan, or we talked to uh, Thad Brown on Orange Nation yesterday, he was there. Lots of people are there. Hey, it's it's a lot more life-changing uh, for DeMar Hamlin, but that is a significant life event for anybody that was there uh, watching that happen because very rarely in life are you anywhere watching anything at all uh, like that happen. So certainly thinking of Dan and all the people that, you know, anyone that was involved in, it in any way at all, like you can't possibly have uh, figured out exactly uh, what went on on uh, Monday night, which makes you wonder, like, I'm going to bet, like, like the Bills and the Patriots will play a game at one o'clock on Sunday. But my goodness, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be stuff like we haven't seen, and the atmosphere in Buffalo is going to be, I don't even know what, but it is going to be different uh, from one that I think we've ever realistically experienced before uh, with a football game like this, because you know, uh, nothing quite like that uh, really has happened. With that, we'll take a break. Much more to come uh, this hour. This hour brought to you by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. We're back after this on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.